Hi, this is Kelsey Cooper, and I'm the host for Disabled Birth Stories podcast. I hope those in the disabled community can enjoy these stories of bringing beautiful babies into the world and the journey along the way. I hope this podcast helps you feel seen, heard, empowered, and capable, no matter your journey to being a parent. I hope those who are able-bodied would listen to empathize with and support their disabled family member, friend, acquaintance, or random stranger. Thank you for listening and feel free to email me if you have any questions or would like to be featured on the podcast at disabledbirthstories at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us today. After listening to this episode, please remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please also check the description for our social media links and the link to our merch store. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. Please consult your medical providers for all of your healthcare needs. Also, the views and opinions expressed by the guests are not necessarily the views and opinions of the host and vice versa. Hi, I'm your host, Kelsey Cooper, and I'm back for a bonus episode with Alicia Thomas, and she's going to tell us about Adaptive Parent Project and what goes into that. So Alicia, if you want to kind of give an intro and what it is and how you got started. Sure. So my name is Alicia Thomas, and I have cerebral palsy spastic diplegia, and I use a wheelchair full-time for mobility. I did walk in a walker up until I was 19 when I got my back lifting pump, but then I was in college and I was at a campus that was absolutely huge and had six colleges on the campus at the time and was full of hills. So then I started using a chair full-time at that point. My son, Nolan, is now four and a half, and I started Adaptive Parent Project as a YouTube channel a little after he turned a year old. So he turned a year old in March of 2020, right when the pandemic hit. And I started a YouTube channel on May 2nd of 2020 because I wanted to start sharing my experience as a parent with a disability and a parent with cerebral palsy. And I also wanted to be able to connect with other disabled parents, but also share my adaptive parenting techniques and what I had learned. Because when Nolan was born, there was absolutely no one for me to turn to. I didn't have any friends with disabilities that had kids that I could lean on for support. And I felt like the whole parenting journey in general was really isolating as a parent with a disability because it's not like you go to the park and you see a bunch of parents with disabilities that you can connect with. Of course, I can connect with other able-bodied parents, but it's just not the same because they don't have the same physical struggles with parenting that a lot of parents with disabilities have. So I basically started Adaptive Parent Project as a YouTube channel and then in 2021, I did a two-minute YouTube video, since I was doing YouTube videos anyway, for Aerie, the loungewear and activewear branch of American Eagle Outfitters, the clothing company. They were doing a contest about what you would do with $20,000 to make change in your community. And so in that two-minute video, I explained how I was able to do a FaceTime call with Danny Isay, who's a quad mom with twins, who lives in Virginia and 
and she actually has a documentary out called Danny's Twins. But I was able to FaceTime her and show her my accessible crib and how it worked for me and kind of explain everything to her to see if she thought it would work for her. And she ended up getting that crib and was able to put her twins to bed independently um, for the first time after she got that crib. So I talked about the change that I was trying to make in the disability community for people with disabilities that had children. And we were fortunate enough to be selected out of over 600 applicants as one of the top 20. And the top 20 applicants got $20,000 to launch their project. And so on September 2nd of 2021, Adaptive Parent Project officially became a 501c3 nonprofit. And since then, we have, we just finished a contract with the State Council for Developmental Disabilities in California. We did a healthcare grant. So we created curriculum to help teach healthcare providers better communication strategies for working with people with disabilities. Specifically for this grant, it was intellectual and developmental disabilities. And we also created a ton of plain language materials for people with disabilities to understand and be able to be stronger advocates in their own healthcare. So some of the topics we covered were primary care. So there was an, an initial brochure for tips for going to the doctor when you have a disability. And then in that brochure, there was several inserts. So one for primary care, one for reproductive care, one for lactation, one for dentistry and disability, one for physical medicine, sexuality and disability, pregnancy and preconception and family planning, all in plain language. So our nonprofit has kind of grown a lot more than I ever anticipated. I didn't think when I wrote my first grant proposal that the state council was going to care about what I wanted to do because I was told that in general, nonprofits have to exist for about five years before the state will consider giving you funding. But it just so happened that the state council really liked my idea and they went for it. And now we just applied for another grant with the Christopher and Dana Reeve Foundation to provide virtual parenting support to parents with disabilities all over the United States. So we'll find out in December if we receive that grant. But I'm really excited because my entire life growing up, I always wanted to go into medicine and do something to help people with disabilities in healthcare. And after I graduated with my bachelor's in human biology and a minor in healthcare and social issues, and I didn't end up getting into school to become a physician's assistant because I had a lot of healthcare challenges during my undergraduate years, and that affected my grades and a lot of other things. And honestly, when I didn't get into a master's program immediately, I didn't know what to do with myself 
because I had only planned to go into medicine my entire life. And then I continued going to school and taking extra classes like anatomy and physiology and those types of things that I was going to need for school. And then I just got to the point where I was like, okay, well, if I want to start a family, it needs to be something that happens sooner rather than later because I know for my body, like that's best for me. And then after the birth of Nolan, the whole concept of adaptive parent project was born. And I'm in this like really unique position now where I'm living the dream as far as being able to help educate healthcare providers and support people with disabilities in a way that's even better than I ever expected. Because honestly, I think this day, if I would have went to PA school, I think with my energy expenditure and my oxygen output, I think I would have been absolutely exhausted. The heightened energy expenditure when you have cerebral palsy is real, as I'm sure you know. And so it's really nice that I spent almost all of my 20s kind of wondering what in the world I was going to do with my life. And then in the beginning of my 30s, at least I was able to figure this out. And I feel really grateful to have found this path and found something that makes me feel professionally fulfilled because I always knew from the time I was like six years old that I wanted to be a mom. I remember specifically having a conversation with my mom on my grandmother's patio, drinking Shirley Temples with her, telling her how much I couldn't wait to be a mom one day. But I also knew as much as I wanted to be a mom that I knew having a fulfilling career was also really important to me. And it's so nice that I've been able to like kind of complement the two because running Adaptive Parent Project for my energy expenditure and caring for Nolan really works out well. But I also get to do what I love and help educate healthcare providers and support people with disabilities. So it's kind of like I'm finally in my 30s living the the dream that I always imagined that I never knew if I'd actually get to. That's awesome. Is there anything as far as um, resources from Adaptive Parent Project that people can find, whether it be a website or, you know, where they can connect? Yes. So we have um, adaptiveparentproject.org is our website, and there will be more resources added there, hopefully shortly. But you can always reach out to me directly, either through adaptiveparentproject at gmail.com or through the contact form on our website or follow us on Instagram or YouTube and connect with us that way. We do also have a TikTok, but I'm not on there as often. Adaptive Parent Project is basically um, ran by me and then I have a couple other people that offer support in the background. But as a full-time mom to a toddler that was just diagnosed with severe ADHD and mild autism, my brain is constantly pulled in a million directions. And so I can only manage so much social media at once. So Instagram is what we're on most often. And then I'm really hoping that we're going to be able to start doing a lot more YouTube videos again now that our grant is done. But the grant took up so much of our time this past year that it just wasn't feasible to be recording and editing video at the same time as doing everything else for the grant. But if anybody wants to contribute content, 
please reach out to us. We're always looking for parents with all different types of disabilities to share their tips and tricks and hacks and what they've learned and what products have been easiest for them and why and how they use them. So we want this to be a community that people with disabilities can turn to. We don't want people to feel isolated and like there's nowhere to go. That's why I created this community. So please feel free to reach out to us and we would love to help you. And also professionals, if you're listening to this, so whether you're an occupational therapist, a doctor, a doula, a midwife, whatever you may be, please reach out to us. We're always trying to connect with as many people as humanly possible, especially those professionals that either support people with disabilities or want to support people with disabilities. So professionals and disabled people alike can reach out to us. And you said your YouTube, it's not as active as it used to be, but are your videos and things that you started with, are those still available? Yes, definitely. We have over two dozen videos. And then I try to post as many of those videos on Instagram as I can. Some of them are, you know, longer than others, but everything is still available. And like I said, we're really hoping to ramp up production of all the YouTube videos. But given that I was the one filming and editing most of them, there just wasn't enough time for me. Unfortunately, I really wish I could learn to clone myself. That would be fantastic. <laughs> but there, yeah, with doing the grant and with Nolan having all his support needs and everything, it was just a real challenge. So now that this grant is done before the next one starts we're really hoping to ramp up production i mean i share things even from like kitchen gadgets that help me as a mom and you know like videos of cooking with nolan and his tofla junior cooking set like all those things basically i'm trying to create adaptive parent project to be what i wish i had when i was pregnant with Nolan, and what i wish i had to turn to and so i want it to be a really inclusive space for people with disabilities to feel empowered that no matter how many people tell you you can't or shouldn't have a child because you're disabled we're here to show you that you can and we're here to empower and support you thank you for coming on first to share your birth story and then sticking around to share all of this and i hope that it reaches as many people and they get what they need, as well as you getting the support from medical providers and different people that can help your project as well from this. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. I truly enjoy podcasts and getting to talk about my story and share with people all the things that I wish I knew back then so that they know how to better advocate for themselves. That's what I hope for with the podcast is to give a avenue and something that they can see and know that they're able and can do it as well. So I love that we can work together to do that. So thanks again. Of course, thank you. Thank you for listening and feel free to email me if you have any questions or would like to be featured on the podcast at disabledbirthstories at gmail.com.